This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 71, and I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, Peter. Boom. 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 Wait. Wait. So, my Bluetooth headset just turned itself off again. (laughs) It's a good thing we're two IT guys that know how to deal with this kind of oh, thing. Dear Lord, I don't know how mortals handle this. <laughs> that oh, sounds like a podcast. Yeah, how do mortals handle this? <laughs> I think there is something. There's a, there's a podcast called like Everyday Tech or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't But uh, I don't listen to that because I use tech every day already. I don't need other people to tell me that <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, sh- I'm sure we might learn a thing or two there i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> but i'm trying to uh right now i'm dealing with my own tech issues where skype has told me today that other people are hearing me oh yes yeah. also told me that my um my webcam is in use by another application and i don't see that so i have to assume that the nsa are the other people who are having trouble hearing me and that uh, they're using the webcam. You're going to get a notification from the IRS. Gonna... Probably. Probably will. <laughs> Meanwhile, my Alex A device in the background keeps on losing her network connection. So there's a bunch of funniness going on today. How are, how are things in Adam land? Oh, I am. I am doing well. Uh, it's a sunny day in Tennessee, so that is nice. Um, and as in, in entrepreneur terms, there's more good days than bad days, so that's a good life as an entrepreneur. So, so I'm doing well. It's crappy and windy and rainy here today. <laughs> so you're in you're in a dip. <laughs> Bit of a plateau. If you Pl- a plateau. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not not quite a but dip. But it is yet. a dip. Well, no, plateau is just a leveling out. So yeah, yeah I think it's, it is a dip. Yeah. So, so I'll, while you're uh, trying to do, uh, you know, reconciling your IT there, I'm going to tell you about my uh, one burpee shy of a full deck in the, uh, <laughs> of, the of the CrossFit Open 18-2 workout. So it was, I, I looked at the workout and I really thought, I was like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. It is a... Uh, it's a it's a progressive workout so you start off with and i actually thought it was only one 50 pound dumbbell and i think that's why i said oh yeah i got this this is easy i, I thought it was a holding one dumbbell in front of yourself and do a squat and then do one burpee over the bar it was actually hold two 50 pound dumbbells one on each shoulder and do a squat and then a do a burpee over the barbell i still <laughs> I still felt optimistic about it. I was like, okay, so you got to do this. You got to do one, one, two, two, three, three, so on and so forth, all the way up to 10. And then after you're done with the 10, you got, you have to clean your maximum clean weight. 
So I was, you know, I was like, okay, 225 is where I want to be just because I don't want to hurt my back or anything like that. And, and, and I'll make it. I'll get done by like 10 minutes and I'll have two minutes to get 225 off the ground. I can do that. <clears throat> so now, for, for those who aren't familiar, what, you want to tell people what a clean is? So, yes. So I am going to take the broom and no. Uh, so a clean, I've got uh, a barbell loaded on the ground and I am going to, in proper form, jerk it up from the ground up into what is called my hip socket, which is below my, my, my abdominals and above my thighs. And then another jerk. It's a lot cleaner than what it sounds like, but it's a it's a transition from from lower body to upper body, and then it lands at the top of my chest, and I stand fully up in a clean position. There's not a squat at the end of it, so it's not terrible on the knees, and it's not terrible on the back as long as you are doing it right. Uh, <clears throat> there are worse ways to do it. There are cleans, there are snatches, there are, you know, squat. You bring it up to the top and get it to your chest and then squat it, then put stand back up or to overhead, pull it to your shoulders and then push it up over your head. So it's not not it's not the worst movement. It's probably probably the strongest movement that you can do from most people get the most weight on that. So anyway. Uh, I was looking for 225. Some people were looking at 400. You know, potato, potato. So I got, I am going through it, and it becomes apparent to me that I am not going to complete my set. And I ended up literally one burpee shy of completing the first part, and I didn't get any cleans. So one burpee. <laughs> I did... 109 pieces in the exercise and all I had to do was 110 to finish um, and I would have gotten one one clean in so I am theoretically if I feel up to it I'm gonna do the workout again on Monday and hopefully get that clean so we'll see I think you're gone I was just muted. Oh, okay, okay. I thought I was about ready to go into my inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a new dishwasher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Is that so, a nifty? Uh, you know what the heck? Why not? <laughs> it's not like it's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth connected, so I guess that's not really that techy of a nifty. Uh, a nifty. Yeah, I guess that's not very nifty. <laughs> no. But I got a new dishwasher because uh, a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend and I went, uh, she she bought a new place recently and uh, they found out since she waived the right to a home inspection, found out after the fact that the dishwasher didn't work. Oh, at all? Right. Well, kind of. It worked really, really badly. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I poked at it for a little while and I was like, you know, there's a bunch of things we can try to make it work. And she's like, let's just replace it. And so she she asked the owner you know does it work and she's like oh well i don't know i haven't used it for five years later to find out oh i haven't used it for five years since it stopped working <laughs> yeah. so maybe miraculously it fixed itself in the last five years i don't know but maybe, no maybe. apparently apparently not so so she went to uh, home depot to buy it and she looked around and found the one that she wanted and she ordered it 
and she was all big on making sure she got the right color. She says, oh, no, it's got to be black. It's got to be black. I was like, okay, great. Gets home, and everything's fine. A week or so later, the dishwasher shows up. It's black, all right, but the rest of her appliances are stainless. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> As it happens, I wanted to get myself a black dishwasher because now all of my appliances are black. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, you know what? This summer I bought a Whirlpool, a black Whirlpool dishwasher. I mean, a black Whirlpool refrigerator. You have a black Whirlpool dishwasher. Seems like a match made. So I'll take it. So I took it and uh, hired a local guy to come in and install it. And he came in and did a great job. And now I have a new dishwasher. Nice. And she just messaged me saying he's leaving her place now. And he just finished installing her dishwasher for her as well. So, yeah, that was the uh, way to make, uh, you know, make lemons, lemons out of lemonade or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Lemonade, making lemonade out of life. So, well, I mean, since we're talking about home improvements, kind of little mess ups, I will, uh, I will share a home improvement kind of mess up that is not a complaining, or it's not really a complaint. It just kind of is what it is. I've got, uh, you can see behind me, I've got a big, I don't know, it's not a bay window. It's just a big window. It's a big double it's, window. It's a big hole in the walls. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it. It's, it's a nice window, but the existing window leaks. So I went to my box store to buy a new window. And I told him, the, I told the window dude, I told him the dimensions and everything. And we start going through the list. And it's, it's a really nice process now to buy a custom window. You can get like percentage of UV protection, hard, uh, hardness, whether you want frames in it or not. And he gets to the option of, he asked me if I wanted opaque. I said, what do you mean, like a shower? He said, well, yeah. I said, you can't, but you can't see through that, right? I mean, it's like a shower, you know, you just, it's just silhouette, it, you know, it's just for privacy. He said, yeah. He said, but you can see out. I said, what do you mean? You you see out. I said, so like from one side, it's clear. You can see out and the other side you can't see in. Yeah. I said, not just like a silhouette. Like I can see the leaves and everything through one side. And then the other side, you can't see in like a shower. And he's like, yeah. I said, do you have any of that glass? Cause I'd really like to see that. Well, no, I don't have any in stock. I said, well, that sounds really amazing. So yeah, I'll take it. Sounds like a one-way mirror. That sounds like a one-way mirror, but it's not like you without, know, like without the reflective, without parts. the reflective mirror part. Because yeah. I, I don't really like the mirror part, so I'm like, well, that sounds really cool. So mm-hmm. I got it last Friday after the podcast. I went and picked it up, and uh, it looked like shower glass on both sides. Huh. <laughs> I couldn't see through anywhere. Was it not like in the spirit of Apple? Were you just looking at it wrong? Yeah. So I took it back and and they, I mean, they took it, took it right away and didn't give me any problems. I, you know, I I told the story that I just told you and he said, well, he was right about one thing. He said, you can't see in from the outside. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You're right. But it was yeah, a, you okay. know, I, it wasn't one of those windows that I could just suck it up because it was a, it was a four hundred dollar window, and uh, they took it back and 
put it on the shelf and it's on sale for 297 so it's a hundred dollars cheaper if you need a great big window you could oh perfect i'll, I'll drive right down and get one right now <laughs> in my uh in my uh loaner tesla model x that yeah. is. oh so that's got a rack on top right no no rack on it no oh, okay. it does have the uh you know batmobile style uh window uh, uh doors in the back oh nice well yeah. you know i saw those and i wondered i was, I was like isn't that a, those look like suicide doors are they i don't think you're allowed to make those are they but <laughs> i guess they weren't they're not actually well suicide doors the ones that open now forwards instead of backwards yeah yeah, yeah. No, so the on the Model X, the driver and passenger side doors are normal, and the back ones uh, float up like wings. Nice. Remember uh, when we were kids, the TV show and the toy series Mask? They had these little transforming cars. One of them would fly like that, so the doors would <laughs> pop up open, and then it had like rockets and stuff. So it's like that. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and they are all like remotely controllable so last night just for kicks when i got home i opened up all four doors and then the trunk and then as i was walking away i pushed the door to lock and watched it all just collapse upon itself <laughs> that was kind of cool nice yeah so we so we got some listener feedback uh i've got a better mic now so that i'm not uh breathing it, kind of, it was driving me nuts too so got that one fixed i mean I not just you apparently yeah <laughs> no breathing into the mic got that fixed and then uh one of one of our ex episodes you know so my youngest daughter alexia does the uh the breakdown of time for us she does the indexing of the podcast which i was bless yeah bless her so i i was extremely you know she did it once and i didn't give her much i didn't give her much direction i just told her what i wanted i said i want you to listen to the podcast and then write out the times you know i want you to index it and she did the first one so perfect i was like how did how did you do that i mean i didn't give you any instruction and you did it just like i wanted it i love you <laughs> I, I love her anyway but <laughs> so, even more but even that. more yeah I mean, it's like like i extra love you <laughs> so so she said our one of our episodes was was a, i said i said well that you know she was indexing one of them. i said well she was doing two of them and i said well one of them's a little better than the other and i said it was just it was just kind of a low energy podcast and she said yeah it was boring dad <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep listening to it to stay engaged. I'm like, sorry. So we'll do better next time. <laughs> yeah, it was boring. Dad. <laughs> so I didn't even know what you guys were talking about. I'm like, well, some of that is context, but yeah, okay. So we've got we got our listener feedback out of the way. We're yes, we're checking in, that box. Check that box. All right. So you've got Sands Boston for five oh eight. So no Boston. Yes. You know, Nick's the Boston. Sands Boston. No Sands Boston. Boston. No Boston. Right. Exactly. We're taking away Boston. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, as part of my like continuing uh, education plan, um, I'll be taking a Sands uh, advanced forensics class. Uh, in March, so this month actually, it's only a few, three weeks away. It's coming right up. What week? Uh, what week is that? Uh, the last month, the last week of the month, twenty fifth through the thirtieth. Ah. So, you, dear listener, if you want, if you're someone who doesn't already live in the area and know me, and you wanted to meet me, you can meet me at Sands Boston. 
Nice. That's what all the security podcasters always do and say, and like, I'm going to be at this conference. Come up to me and meet me. And you can buy me a beer. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. so I don't actually expect to meet any of my listeners there, but, you know, hey, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Well, and I was actually supposed to be on spring break that week, but I'm not going on spring break. Oh, I was um, going to say perfect, but now it's not so perfect. It's not so perfect. Yeah, the uh, but then the following week is uh, Producers Club Boot Camp. You could come to Nashville for boot camp. No, I'm good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it, is a, it is a good boot camp. I forget who the... Uh, I'll think of it later. But there's a pretty good speaker coming. Um, oh, I know. Gene, Gene Wickman, the guy from Traction the author of traction he's going to be there uh so he's he's influenced my business so but then so have a lot of people i mean you've influenced my business so (laughs) (laughs) that guy who bought a computer from me back in 2012 he influenced my business (laughs) (laughs) well it is true in a a sense yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was influenced. It was influential. So, are you going to get some new certification as a result of SANS, or is it tra- just training? Or probably will because I, I like to collect those things. And mm-hmm. I was giving some thought again to whether it's time for me to you know pursue my master's degree in information security, either engineering or management. I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I uh, but like at this point, I'm maintaining five security certifications right now and this would be a sixth oh wow and you're, you're maintaining so now you got to yeah. take like upgrade tests and it's not a one and done thing bingo so it's uh you know it's interesting and but uh i looked at it and you know like i've got six certs and i forget how many the the master's program is but it's essentially composed of a number of different certifications that i already have plus some research papers and you know, in a couple of projects, so that's why every every year or so I revisit this and I say, do I want to get the master's degree? Okay, if I do get it, what am I going to do with it? I don't know. Uh, so anyway, you should just become the CEO or CIO. That way, you don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. Yeah, and I could have a degree in like arts and music theory or something, and then I could work <laughs> Equifax, right? Yeah. yeah. Whatever, yeah. 220, 221, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Incidentally, I heard uh, with uh, Equifax that um, what the breach was now even bigger than they had originally said. Oh, and uh, I heard, heard an interview yesterday with um, our Massachusetts Senator, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and she is she's gunning hard for them to, to penalize them. And I have to say, you go, girl. They, um, I mean, man, this company just like, not, not only did they make mistakes. Okay. Everybody makes mistakes. I understand that. I appreciate that. These people, like they knew of deficiencies in their, um, you know, in their security program, they actively just tried to cover it up and ignore them and kind of hope they would go away. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. So Equifax burn. (laughs) Well, yeah, so I use a, you know, a, a rooted Linksys modem, and I have the root password as the default password, and I protect all of my confidential information from my clients using that router. Mm-hmm. It's, 
is behind I mean, an, uh, behind an un, um, a public uh, Amazon AWS share with the information in a plain text Excel file, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know that there, we could have listeners out there who are saying <laughs> either they're they're either thinking, "Wait, is that bad?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or they're saying. Wait, I hope I'm not the client of Adam <laughs> that he's doing that for. Yeah, I sure hope that's not my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, that's the way it is. So, do you want to talk? I've got, I've got a tech nifty for the day, and you're, it looks like you've got some add-on to the Tech Nifty, and then you have a non-Tech Nifty. So mm-hmm. I guess if our listener wants to kind of zone out for a second because it's too technical, or they could listen in. <laughs> Make yeah, sure that Dad, it was kind of boring. Oh yeah, Dad, it was kind of boring. So, so this week, I uh, thanks to Kevin Landers, he helped me out with a uh, a Zapier in- integration, not a French Zapier. It's Zapier. Now, if it was French, it would be Zapier. Zapier. <laughs> and you got to have a, some grind in your throat. Zapier. <laughs> <laughs> You're French, aren't you? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I used... Now, I'm, now I've got it wrong in my head. <laughs> I'm like, Zapier? Oh, no. Zap, so I use Zapier to get information from my ticketing system into Infusionsoft to give Google, get Google reviews. So I've got feedback now from my ticketing system using Smileback. So I'm actually pulling data from four different places. So Smileback, I send a ticket to you. I do some work on your computer. You get to see three smiley faces. So you, you, well, no, smiley face, neutral face, and angry face or sad face. <laughs> and and you pick if you pick green face, happy smiley face, then you give me positive feedback. And Zapier knows that and automatically sends you a. It dumps you into Infusionsoft to begin with. And then it sends you a follow-up to leave me a five-star Google review, which is awesome because then I can increase my Google reviews. But what's really cool is how well the Zapier grabs the integrations between those four very different systems. And, you know, I'd been, li- I'd been reading about Zapier and I'm like, I just don't know how I could use it in a way... You know, sounds cool, but is it worth $20 a month? I don't know. Uh, And it really is. Uh, And you also had mentioned the IFTTT. It's it's pronounced IFT. IFT. Yes, rhymes with gift. Gift. Or lift. Yes. They're they're similar. But but so so you're using it just for, for feedback? Well, no, that yeah, that that's the first case use for me uh, is is grabbing those two systems together. So now, or those four systems together to do what I want. Uh, now the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to grab all of my uh, ConnectWise contacts and sync them into Infusionsoft so that we can mail newsletters to them without having to manually dump them into Infusionsoft. Now it doesn't. So, do- wait a minute, you're telling me that ConnectWise and Infusionsoft don't have any integration? 
Uh, not directly. You've got to use um, you've got to use either Zapier or PySync or something like that. Kind of surprising. I would have expected the those guys would be talking to each other. Well, you've got the API. I mean, yeah. they're it's open to each other, but yeah, you've right. got to massage it. Right. So I don't know how to massage an API, but Zapier does. There you go. <laughs> well, that's cool. No, I um I think I use the free plan, and the only thing I'm using Zapier for now, I have one recipe, if I recall correctly, and that's if I get a calendar invite to my Google Calendar, mm-hmm. I have it uh, create a corresponding event, or say if any calendar any appointment shows up in my Google Calendar, I have a corresponding event created in my Office 365 calendar. Oh, well, that's cool. Right, because, you know, I, I'm using Google Apps for my email, but I don't use it as my primary calendar. Mm-hmm. But what inevitably happens is you, for instance, somebody will send an invite to my Google email address, and so it helpfully stuffs it right into Google Calendar. So, like, when that happens, Zapier magically takes it and shoves it over to my Office 365 calendar, and life is good. Voila. Yeah. So, that's see, pretty cool. See, it is French. Voila. Voila. <laughs> so, okay. That ends our uh, technical portion of the podcast. Listener, you can wake back up and listen to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right, so so our non-technical um, section for a nifty. You said you should have a non-technical nifty because I was going to give you um, uh, ift as a comparison to Zapier, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in another. We may have already covered that. I think I think we have. I've definitely yeah. spoken about it on podcast before, but I don't remember if it was this one or pocket size podcast for sure we covered it but i was going to describe for you seal pose or sphinx pose actually two different poses but they're closely related so these are yoga poses and they're something that are generally fairly prominent in yin yoga just about every yin yoga sequence i will do has a sphinx pose offering Mm mm-hmm and it's really easy. Uh, it is. Uh, it has been prescribed by uh, one of the you know big names in Yin Yoga as a uh, an antidote for a lifetime of sitting at a keyboard. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you sit at your desk, when we drive our cars, when you know you generally end up like you're in a crouch, a compressed forward fold. You know you're in a hunched forward position, and this causes all kinds of problems. So. The solution for those are to flex your spine in the other direction, backbending, essentially, right? So I'm doing it in front of you, but you can't see because my camera's not on. (laughs) I'll stop doing it now. Um, But Sphinx pose is really easy to do. Um, Start by lying down comfortably, you know, preferably on a soft surface, either a yoga mat or carpeted. I mean, you can do it on a hard floor if you really want to, but I don't recommend it. You could even do it in bed if you wanted to. Uh, But you lie down flat, and then you just bring your forearms in front of you, bring your elbows up under your shoulders, and prop yourself up. And you can do this, you can either keep your head up, and the more, you know, the higher up or the more you lean your head back, the more of a, a frontal stretch you'll get. Or you can let the head and the shoulders droop if you want. 
and you know you're targeting either the front area like your your belly you know those muscles etc you know down to the pelvis and you're also you know stretching the spine in the back and you'll probably end up feeling some compression usually in the lower back when you feel some extension in the front but either way those are good as long as you're not feeling pain it's generally a, a decent little uh stretch and i'll do that like when i'm working from home i will take a conference call in fact i could have done it on this this podcast right now i could um just uh if i'm on a conference call or something i'll have the phone sitting in front of me and uh, i'll be in uh, sphinx pose mm-hmm. just lying there and holding that for a few minutes so you do that and just gently just just hold that for a little while and then when you're done you come out of it and just relax and lie down flat on the floor for a couple of minutes you know maybe a minute or two and just let the spine adjust that's what, really all there's to it what is the difference between and you got a little ticking that you're making uh oh. but what is the real difference between the sphinx pose than like king cobra pose king cobra you're going to be holding yourself up higher okay so in and you're usually well let me hold on a second call them both up because sometimes people have uh different names but um cobra and sphinx usually more with cobra also you're um you're pulling yourself up and you're using your like your upper back muscles to to pull out of it and also i just called up a demo with king cobra your forearms are completely extended and your feet come back ideally to like touch the back of your head oh right so with sphinx you generally don't do that you just leave your your legs static i i mean i must be doing my pose wrong because my feet don't get anywhere near my head and when i reach back i can't touch them either so i'm doing something wrong those are ideals. <laughs> You're not expected to know how to do these. All. Not everybody is expected to be able to do these. Uh, in at least the way I, the way you know that I've been trained and the way I practice. Now mm-hmm. there are definitely schools uh, where you will be told, "Oh no, with enough training and enough uh, practice, you will gain the flexibility when you have the proper diet and your chakras are all aligned right." You'll be able to do these poses, even though it might be physically impossible for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, of course, I haven't. That's the first time I've heard that. What, I mean, that, that, that you can do any pose or that you can't. That there are probably some poses that you'll never be able to do. <laughs> oh, no, it's totally that there are definitely poses that you will not be able to do. No, no human can do every yoga pose. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. I mean, there, there might be some, there are probably, I take that back, there are probably a few weirdos out there who can do every post, <laughs> but um, it's not expected. It's, yeah. you know, it really isn't. So. Well, and that's what I do like about yoga is that you can do it at whatever level you are. You don't have, you know, you don't have to go into a yoga pl- class and be like, okay, I am, I'm, I'm all, I'm ready now. Kind of like a, you know, weightlifting you don't just walk into a weightlifting or a CrossFit class and just go. I mean, there's got to be some prep work that you do ahead of time. Yoga, you got to come and you got to be, you know, obviously you wouldn't want to come in like hungover and dehydrated because you would, your body would not allow you to stretch. But 
Well, it depends on the style of yoga, too. I mean, there are, like, you know, some power yoga classes, and if you have an injury or, you know, certain physical conditions may actually restrict you or limit you. Yeah. So there, it's not like yoga is unlimited, you know, unrestricted. But that said, it does seem to be a lot more forgiving and a lot more open than uh, other disciplines that I practice. Yeah, and I've kind of st- I'm I'm doing less and less power yoga these days as much as I am doing stretching yoga, more mm-hmm. held poses rather than the power cuz I'm doing so much I've got the strength, you know, I'm not I've got way more, you know, whenever we're doing a strength move, I can just hang out there all day. It's when they, you know, like, okay, well now reach your toes. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, pick up 400 pounds, but I can't touch my toes. <laughs> so I'm curious now when you're when you're not able to touch your toes, where are you feeling the where are you feeling it? Do you feel it in the back, like you know, like tight hamstrings and stuff, or do you feel it up front, like compression in the hips? Um, well, it's it it's just primarily in my flexibility. It doesn't like hurt, or I'm not feeling like a strain or like something's restricting me. I just can't reach it. You know, like well, something has to be restricting you. Well, my my back and shoulders, my upper back and shoulders are where I'm tight. Like when I try to reach back, like to take my arms separately from each other and pull backwards Mm -hmm. or upwards, back and up, they just don't. They're so tight that. What about touching your toes? I can touch my toes. I actually do have decent flexibility. Like if I can bend forward and touch my toes, my hamstrings and everything let me do that. Um. So yeah, it's it's mainly the back stuff, like trying to reach behind me. I can't do that very well. Okay, so again, when you do try to reach back, like if you're if you hold both hands out, if you stand like in a cross, you know, mm-hmm. a cross, and you just try to move your arms backwards, do you feel that more in the front of the arms or behind in the back of the shoulders? I feel that in the front, and then right. I feel it in the in the very back, like I'm. It's like there's things in the way. <laughs> okay. So what you're describing in the back, those things in the way, that sensation is known as compression. Mm-hmm. What you're feeling in the front parts of the arms when you're moving them backwards, that's called tension. Mm-hmm. Tension can diminish over time. You can work on tension and you can increase that flexibility. Okay. Okay. Compression is a hard stopping point. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're feeling compression, that's going to either be soft tissue on soft tissue or soft tissue on bone or bone on bone. Mm-hmm. It's not much you can do about that. Right. Because you have, you're physically, you know, one one thing is running into another. So you can't smush your way like two bones together. Right. Yeah. So so like it's like if you flex your if you just do a biceps curl. Right. Yeah. When the two, when your forearm and your upper arm come together, that's compression. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get around that, right? You know, you can't jam your forearm any farther into your upper arm. But what you might feel on your triceps area on the underside is tension. You can mm-hmm. feel it stretched, right? So that can, you know, you can stretch around that. But if your two joints are compressed against each other, you can't, you're not going to outstretch that no matter how much of a, an alkaline diet you have or uh, your, your root chakra, chakra is aligned with your third chakra or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not 
gonna help. Yeah. yeah. I can. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. See, well, it just goes to show you're really learning learning something. Well, all right. I don't have to send that certificate back. <laughs> I was concerned there for a little while. No, I really, really am enjoying the training that I'm having with uh, with Josh Summers. It, it really has. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not like, oh, and then the gates opened and the lights came and the horns were blaring. You know, it's just like, it's really educational. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really making me appreciate my own yoga practice even more. So it's, it's really cool. I'm really glad I've taken this step and uh, I can't wait. My next class is like three, almost four months away. I'm like, Ugh. but he's teaching a workshop right up the street in Winchester tomorrow. So maybe I'll take that before I uh, vanish for a, a weekend, get away up in Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> so. That'll be cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I think that we've uh, covered our topics for the day. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's about time to get back to work or uh, eat lunch or do something. But uh, if anybody has any feedback for us, you want to tell them how they might be able to send that our way? Sure. If you've got feedback, you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a form on there, and it will come to both Peter and me, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you, and, uh, and we'll make adjustments. See, I got a new mic, and, and uh, I'm not breathing in the thing, and so. We listen, to, we listen. We listen to our listeners' feedback. We take our feedback very seriously. Mm-hmm. About as seriously as we take this podcast. (laughs) You you shouldn't have added that part. Well, I'm trying to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's true. We we are nothing if we're not honest. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, very cool. Cool. Then I think uh, it's it's about that's about that time that time is that the time where we push the big red button big red button big red button (laughs) to contact either us or our guests visit blurringthelinespodcast.com if you like what you're hearing do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in itunes google play store or wherever you found us